0: I was wondering if I actually gave you guys the pills or not. Okay. I, I don't gonna, think, okay. I, if, if I didn't give it to you, it's because I think I, I realized after I sent that email, I gave you guys more of the Herald.
1: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. That's perfect. Because I was like, so. when I got home and I looked at the email, I'm like, come on, stole my damn pills. Man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, <laughs> Yo, welcome to Beers and Bars. Your place for rapid fire hip hop discussion and of course, great beer. I am Gamal Kiddo. OT the golden child. Big shout out to the homie uh, Ugg for stopping through the show last week. Uh, make sure you check out his uh, yeah, his project. Two um, rag uh, emoji. Yes, uh, streaming everywhere, you know. All streaming um, platforms, yes, yes. We are continuing with our with, with guests, you know, we're talking to people, regardless of whether they're creators, you know, music or, you know, guys from breweries, whatever the case may be, we have another guest with us today. We're gonna let him introduce himself. Go ahead, Mike.
0: Hey, I am Mike Gemma, I'm from Haymarket Beer Company here in the West Loop of Chicago. Uh, as well as our other location in our production facility in Southwest Michigan, a town called Bridgman, uh, between New Buffalo and St. Joe Benton Harbor area. For okay. those of you familiar with that area, but only about an hour and 15-minute drive, door to door.
2: Right on, Mike Jim, everyone, Mike Gemma in the hey, building. For having me on, guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, man. Proud to be here. Good to have you, man.
2: Uh, we're going to talk to Mike today about. Um, what he does over at Haymarket, um, and you know, just what he got going on over there, how's it been going and all of that. Um, but before we do all of that, what are we drinking, fellas? Fellas, what are we drinking?
1: Uh, come on, I'll kick it off, man. So uh, obviously we have Mike here with us today, so we are gonna all be having, you know, beer yes. from Haymarket. Um, I am checking out you guys' uh, Chicago Tavern Beer. This is a lager coming in at 5.5% here. Um, I haven't had this yet. So I uh, I get the chance for once to actually crack open a beer cuz normally when we when we do the show I'm, I'm bringing beers from out my, my beer fridge, you know. Uh, I'll read I,
2: about it while you pour it there, sir. Chicago Tavern <laughs> Beer, the 5.5% uh alcohol volume, is brewed <laughs> in honor of the fine tavern licensed establishment that adds to the rich fabric of the many neighborhoods making up the great city of Chicago.
1: Chicago A classic
2: okay. Dort Dortmunder, is that right? Dortmunder yep. style lager, Absolutely. crisp and clean. It's a beer and a shot and a shot beer. Mm-hmm. Beer flavored beer, if you will.
1: There you go. Beer flavor. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying beer to flavored look, beer. Look, so Mike on the show. I don't know if you listen. I consider myself. I'm trying to coin a term called a uh, basic basic bitch IPA guy. That's me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm always drinking IPA, so it's good to get a nice. Uh, crisp clean lager to kind of cleanse my palate you know switch it up instead of my 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 ip ass is what i would say you know
2: (laughs) (laughs) nice we got to get those going um
1: it's good though it's good beer man hey
2: man
0: the chicago tavern beer is one of my absolute favorites right now it's uh like you say it's it's a beer flavored beer it's it's the one that you think about when you went to your your favorite neighborhood corner bar yep yeah. dirty grimy slash you sit down there and they've got the same bottle of my on the back shelf that's collecting dust right, and right. uh it, you know it's that that shot in the beer uh kind of kind of beverage you know there's a yeah. time and a place for everything we we love our our craft beers our ipas as well but uh sometimes you just need a tavern beer
1: no, yeah, this right is on. very good. I've been trying to get to my, uh, you know, to try to switch it up some. I've been having some good loggers lately. This is a good logger. I had a, a lager logger from Goldfinger uh, recently as well. Yeah. And it, was pretty, it was pretty fucking good. So, yeah, they've been cranking out some great beers. Yeah, man. Yeah, who wants uh-huh. to go next? Let's actually let's go to Mike. What does Mike yeah. have over there? Well,
0: I actually I I'm on your same train. I got. Hey, nice. That, <laughs> It's, it's been a long day. I kind of I went back uh, to Michigan, and, and, and now I'm back in Chicago. So it's, it's one of those okay shot-in-a-beer type of days.
2: Nice, nice. I'm actually having um, Blood Orange Blonde. Nice. Um, ale flavored with Blood Orange. Uh, let me crack this open. I'm not even sure what uh, ABV this is. Come on, you, you go. And 5%. I'll
1: there you go. 5%. 5%. Summer is calling and wants you to enjoy this sunshine in a can, brewed with uh real blood orange juice. This beer isn't sweet as you may think and it's refreshingly fruity. So, there you go. Whew,
2: that Absolutely. looks great. I, I like the I had to pick, I picked this one because of the colors. It's already popping. You know what I'm saying? It's getting a little uh, warmer. Outside, we did have snow the other day in Chicago, but it's getting a little
0: as, warmer as you do, you know, as as Chicago that and the color, Midwest does. You
1: know what I'm saying? So cheers, fellas. Let's get into talking. Yeah, cheers,
2: cheers. cheers. Woo, that's woo, that's rich. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Let me uh, just say, um, wait, hold on. This is a, what type of, what type of beer is this?
0: Uh, it's an American Blondale.
2: Um, Blondale. Blondale.
0: Yeah, there's a, a, a touch of wheat in there mm-hmm. on the grain, but uh, mostly uh, Pilsner malt and, uh, that that refreshing blood orange juice you know we, we kind of like to start all of our beers yeah. um that well actually finish them out lower so that there's less residual sugar you don't have that uh that that sweetness at the end that you feel like you're scraping your tongue you want to go back for a couple more mm-hmm. so
2: um let's start there um as far as uh, we getting into it ot oh, we get into go yes um so mike Gemma. first of all um what do you do up at haymarket what's your title uh my title
0: is director of operations which Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure is intentionally broad because i wear a lot of hats and kind of help in most departments that that need help but Mm -hmm. i would say the, the majority of what i do from day to day is uh manage our distribution um, as well as uh, some marketing and uh, kind of just make sure that people are communicating within a, the company itself and then help with a lot of our external projects and community outreach and um, yeah, and kind of whatever, whatever needs doing. <laughs>
2: um, So how long have you been with Haymarket?
0: I have been with the company since before we opened our doors 10 years oh, ago. Wow our brewmaster his name is Pete Crowley he's uh kind of a legend in the the craft beer world especially mm-hmm. in the uh Pete in the Crowley. yeah in the, in the midwest uh, in particular but he's been brewing professionally for i believe 25 26 years um, and he and i actually met 16 years ago when i started working at rock bottom brewery downtown chicago at saint Grand. yeah uh, he he was the the brewmaster there and the, the regional brewer. Um,
2: they got fire when, over there.
0: Yes, they do. Yes, <laughs> they do. I uh, worked there for five years before heading over here when I found out that Pete was, uh, opening up his own spot finally. And, uh, he, he actually reached out and asked if, uh, I had any interest in coming to, to get in on the ground floor and you, you know, you can't really pass up an opportunity to see something from the beginning. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's been a wild 10 years and I'm very grateful and, and fortunate to be in the position that I have been.
1: Nice.
2: Right on, right on. Um, Haymarket Brewer- brewery, um, is in what neighborhood is that? West.
0: We are in the West loop. West yeah, loop. Right, at right.
2: Randolph and Halstead. So, um, you all have, um, every time I go by there, there is a, old truck outside
0: um yeah the old beer truck
2: yes the old beer truck what's the story behind that is it in operation (laughs) do you all use it what's going on with that truck
0: it does technically drive uh it is a 1940s ford old flatbed truck that actually was an old budweiser truck um so pete's business partner who founded haymarket his name is john new uh john actually is a a car fanatic he uh he loves classic cars he loves uh new cars he's he's a gearhead for sure uh-huh. uh, but he when we were opening the brewery he was starting to look around for classic beer trucks and he found this one down in oklahoma and he was like oh this is amazing we'll just put the the haymarket logo on the side and i'm gonna go down to oklahoma and i'm gonna drive it back up well this thing does uh does not have power steering no ac except for rolling down the windows and i'm pretty sure he was going to leave it on the side of the road uh somewhere uh north of oklahoma north of tulsa like didn't even get out of it almost didn't get out of the state with it it's that that painful to drive uh it's clunky it bounces up and down but uh, it looks awesome
2: (laughs) it does it does i mean it definitely looks like you know one of those old beer trucks you know i immediately think like uh dutch schultz and, and all of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like those old gangster movies oh yeah 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 but um but yeah um it's a it's it it's what it, i'm sure it it garners attraction right definitely, uh, definitely. i mean it's a lot a of people cool stopping and take pictures with it
0: mhm yeah, it adds a little something more and, you know, turns some heads, you know, in downtown Chicago, you you get a lot of people kind of, they almost take it for granted. They're, they're the hustle and bustle of everything, maybe not so much uh, these days, but, you know, pre-pandemic, we got a lot of people walking around the streets and sometimes you just fail to stop and look up and see all the beautiful architecture, you know, something that's eye-catching at ground level, like a beer truck like that, you know, it, it helps to to kind of, Steer people towards your front door.
2: Yeah, right on. Um, speaking of steering people towards your front door, how has the pandemic um, treated you all? Uh, it sucks.
0: <laughs> it yeah, sucks. Yeah. Uh, for everybody, though, you know, everybody's going through something uh, in different industries, you know, at personal level at home and, and whatnot. You know, our, our industry, uh, bars and restaurants, uh, breweries, um, the wineries, distilleries, it 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 sucks. Um, especially those that have brick and mortar places. It's uh, it's sad when when you dedicate your life to having people inside, and you build out right. a plan to you know have a nine thousand square foot brew pub like we have, and yeah. you can seat up to three hundred people, and then you mm. get told nobody. And obviously the, the goal is to, to make sure the health of your community and everybody is, yeah. is there and intact, but it's, it, it's painful. You know, yeah. it really is not having anybody in. It sucks the, sucks the life out of what you had built over all these years, but we're starting to see signs of life coming back. And, yeah, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're now at 50% occupancy for dining, in and uh, while not anywhere close to what we, need to try and start recouping from what we lost uh uh-huh. through the pandemic and through the shutdowns you know it's it, it's just a good feeling again to see people and we're starting to see new faces as well mm-hmm. um which, which again you know it kind of breathes a little bit of life back into what we're trying to create again um for that, that community that that culture that we we set out to build
1: right on right on I have a question with that. Um, how have things been since? Obviously, you know, I think maybe a week or two ago, we have um, we're in tier one, um, I believe, right? That's that's mm-hmm. the tier. Yeah. How has it been since you guys have kind of opened back up to you know, um, I guess half capacity and whatnot?
0: Yeah, so this is, we're now tier four, mm-hmm. I believe, going the other direction. So tier five would be back to normal.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. but at, at tier four right now, it it's it, From, it's a very hard conversation to have because at the base level, you want everybody to be safe. We are Mm -hmm. truly in a pandemic and we need to look out for one another. And if that means staying home, then you stay home. A lot of businesses have pivoted. Uh, You know, we have now instituted uh, a a direct uh, home delivery system that we run Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which has, oh, wow which has been good in a, a kind of a lifeline way to keep our product in front of people who can't come and see us at the brew pub, but it adds levels of stress. It adds levels of, uh, basically it's just a lot of challenges because that's mm. not how we built out the business to begin with. Um, yeah. but it's been a learning experience and, and while frustrating and the the top line is nowhere close to what it used to be. Mm. Um, you know, you look for the silver linings, you look for, Things that you otherwise wouldn't have had to learn how to do. And now I feel like we're going to come out of it a little bit stronger and, and more educated.
1: Yeah, man. I- ironically enough, yeah, this whole thing, you know, speaking to that fact of, you know, learning new things. Me and Kamal, we've probably had more conversations and interviews and, and talks yeah. with people, you know in the past year because we had to learn, you know, we got to, okay, we got to do zoom now, you know, because outside of our random meetups and whatnot for beer and whatnot, you know, we, we, we do these shows online. So I think everybody's had to adjust, but found out, you know, some new things within this whole process. So, yeah, you know, um, it's been been, um, a little crazy.
2: Yeah. My, um, my beer journey is interesting because I wasn't a big beer guy before we started doing the show. Mm-hmm. And one thing for me that's very intriguing is just how, me. I mean, I, I used to think beer is beer. Every beer, is, I mean, some beers might taste different, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, beer is beer. But there's a different process in how you make these beers. And it's a real uh, delicate process in finding different tastes and and getting um the mixes right and the recipes and all of that um my question is um with the with the brewing of the beer um how long or let me let me take it back not how long but with brewing the beers how do you come up, how do you decide what, because um, some, some of your beers are just on tap, right? Right. Are they all, everything on tap is also in a can? No,
0: not not everything.
2: So how do you decide what goes in a can? How do you decide what just stays on tap at the brew pub? How do you decide that?
0: That's a, that's a great question because we, uh, we have a unique, like most breweries, um, you know, one of one of my, favorite episodes that you guys did was with uh, Hip Hop Head uh, down in Atlanta and yeah. hearing what their journey has been to get to the point mm-hmm. to where they're about to open up uh, and their focus and how they're going about getting their doors open, finding that brick and mortar, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Our situation is pretty unique here at Haymarket too because we started as a brew pub which isn't unique. Brew pubs have been around for a long time and they uh, are found all over the the country but what we decided to do was everything that you had at our brew pub was only available on draft at our place. We didn't package anything for the first six years of our existence, and then we got into production, and we wanted to get into distribution, and we decided to open up in Michigan, and that's where all of our beers out for distribution, everything that's in a can or for kegs for bars and restaurants is is coming out of. And it is very much a challenge for us to try and figure out going from brewpub to distribution. Cause at the beginning of it four years ago, when we got into distribution, we decided, all right, well, here are our mainstays. These are the four beers that we're going into the market with. And Mm. these are our most popular beers. And it's a good range of styles that we feel are going to resonate. The can art was awesome. Or so we thought at the very beginning and, you know, you go through this learning process of, you know everything that you were were so adamant about like yes this is going to work and then you hit stumbling blocks and you start to learn more and more about the process and you uh, you know it's a humbling experience all around but to, to answer your direct question is we now are focused on after everything that we've learned in the last four years we're now focused on watching trends you know it becomes that business of volume so you know we take our own liberties and that's the beauty of craft beer is our interpretation of classic styles. you know it's a ipa category to your favorite ot that that style you know the ipa category is king in craft beer like everybody if you're not if you're in in distribution right now and you don't have an ipa out there that's okay but that's a large segment and it's probably going to sell pretty decently because most consumers of craft beer are looking for that. Um, So it's, it's very interesting. We, we started, uh, you know, very, very much with here's what we're passionate about. Here's what our guests and fans at the brew pub have said they loved. And we're going to put these into cans. And then you find out in the market that your brand is really as strong as only a couple of miles from your your brick and mortar and from where you started originated so Mm. there's a a process to which you have to start really making people aware of what you're doing what you're about Mm. and from a brew point stand, you know from a brew pub to go into distribution it's not it's not as easy as you would think and that's definitely what we Mm -hmm. have found but um yeah, I think I, I kind of yeah. threw a lot at you there, but... Uh, right, right. There's... No, no.
2: That's pretty good. Um, so you're not part of the uh, actual uh, brew making process, right? Well, I
0: have been privileged to be allowed into the brew house and, uh, <laughs> a couple of times and have given my suggestions on styles. Uh, I leave it to the professionals i have found that that is not my my calling <laughs> so to speak but uh yeah i'm very privileged and uh very very grateful to be working with the the talent that we've got in in the brew team both sides of of the pond over here
1: can i go ahead go ahead well i want to just i wanted to just you know kind of talk about your journey personally mike um did your journey with beer start with rock bottom or like when did you? because everybody has their different stories mm-hmm. of how they got into, the, you know, my first beer or the whole craft beer and, uh, industry and whatnot like was rock bottom the start or when, when did you first, you know, like oh shit, I really I really like beer? Like what what was that like for you? I I would say it was at rock bottom.
0: Um you know I had grown up in northern California in Sacramento area I had Mirror Pond from Deschutes. I had Sierra Nevada, uh, uh, you know Pale Ale, which is actually the beer that I was like, oh, it doesn't have to taste like Budweiser. It doesn't have to taste like, <laughs> right. you know, Miller Lite or, or Bud Light. It, yeah. There's something else out there, and that was intriguing to me. And it was the local thing that got me with Sierra Nevada too, because not only did I find it delicious, I was like, oh, that's up the road, and there weren't a ton of craft breweries around in Northern California and Granted, when I was growing up in, in Northern California, I wasn't of age yet, so I was stealing out of my dad's fridge. And thankfully, I, I, thankfully, my dad had really good taste. But um, yeah, it really kind of started at rock bottom where there was an array. We had, ah, gosh, I, I think it was somewhere about 20 taps and, and so many different beers. And, and Pete and what he was offering, he was inspired by Belgian beers. And I really hadn't had too many, of those uh, styles
2: uh-huh.
0: and I got to try Du DuPont and I got to try Chimay Blue Label and I got to try all of these things for trainings and then started tasting Pete's versions of these classic styles that have been around for so many years out of yeah. Belgium and out of out of Europe and it was like wow this they just kind of opens up your your palate to it can be more than just some fizzy yellow beer and exactly. It, it was really fun
2: it was really fun yeah no nah, that's cool that's cool um my question really had to do with um the brewing of the beer still yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just the um the chemistry behind it um you know that really just intrigues me um how uh you know there's a, there's certain beers that are much higher in alcohol volume than others um uh, they taste different some are more hop forward than mm-hmm. others um just a real quick question i don't know if i've asked anybody this but what is the difference between um dry hopped double dry hop triple dry hop <laughs> how is that like what's the difference between I feel I'm like in, I'm in a safe space so I don't ask you know in another setting so yeah. I'll know you know before I before I embarrass myself somewhere else but now I just embarrass myself to the community difference between what makes something double dry triple dry hop
0: yeah it's it's the uh, the amount of hops that you're putting in at a certain stage and the process so it, it, it's crazy because a lot of these different styles and a lot of these different nuanced uh, styles are are really kind of coming out of the last five ten years of american craft beer which is really fun because there are the classic styles coming out of europe that you know the belgian styles the um the german styles with Reinheitsgebolt, which are the brewing purity laws, uh-huh. and it has to be done this way and this way with only these ingredients, right? And then American craft brewers came along and they kind of upended it and said, well, what if we put a little bit of this in there? What if we put a little bit of that in there? What if we put more of this during this process? How would it come out? And so it's this experimentation mindset that really kind of drives a lot of this stuff um, to what we're seeing now, which is fun. And it's a great time to be a, a craft beer drinker. But as far as the, what makes a, a dry hop beer different from a double dry hop beer, that's all pure quantity of hops that you're putting in
2: mm-hmm.
0: post-fermentation uh, in the, in the uh, fermentation vessel where the tank is under pressure and mm-hmm. you're really kind of steeping all of it, uh, all of the oils of the hops into the liquid so you get that beautiful blast of aroma uh, and and a tiny bit of flavor in there, but it's yeah, it's it's fun. It's all an experiment, and it becomes something to share and have a conversation
2: about. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, I I would kind of echo those those sentiments as far as just like the past, because I I came into this probably like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen probably around just drinking all the you know local from local breweries and whatnot. But the past four or five years, yeah, man, it's just been like. It's been so much just like, I don't know, just craziness, all types of stuff I've been having like oat lagers and this Yeah, style. It's like been like, what is going on? But it's, it's, it's dope to experience and be a part. It's, it's, a, it's a fun time to be in craft beer is what I would say, like as far as just all the stuff that's happening and whatnot. So um, yeah. I wanted to ask specifically, before we started, I was talking about um, Claire's Thirsty Ale. Now, you guys released this. When did you guys release it? This this particular batch. This was a couple months ago, right? Or this was in
0: um, this
1: is uh, February
0: twelfth. Sorry. Now I'm blanking. I'm embarrassed. Um, January twelfth. Sorry. January twelfth is our anniversary for when we opened up the tap room in Bridgman but it's also the anniversary here in Chicago of when we first tapped our own beers. Cause even though we opened our doors on uh Christmas Eve of 2010, actually um, oh, wow. we didn't, we didn't open our, our, our doors to the public with our own beers on tap. We actually had a huge gigantic tap takeover for founders brewing company, which wasn't wow. really in the market at that point in time here in Chicago. So it was really cool to, to have, 13 different founders' beers on and yeah. some really sought after stuff from them. But January 12th is when we celebrate our anniversary because a couple years after celebrating our one year anniversary, celebrating our, our second anniversary here in Chicago, we realized that our families would basically uh, disown us if we kept celebrating on Christmas Eve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, we moved it into January and this is kind of that, uh, that beer, special beer release um, that we we honor our anniversary with. Uh, it's called Claire's Thirsty Ale as you had mentioned and it's a, a beautiful imperial stout with raspberries that's been aged in bourbon barrels uh, for yes. different amounts of time. Uh, we do some blending uh, each year is a little bit different because of the different barrels that we source. Uh, uh-huh. length of time in each barrel uh, which is uh, that that really becomes the the mad scientist stuff that that pete is known for and and, and yeah. really really good at so this one this match i hope you enjoy because it it's uh it's awesome
1: yeah that's why i do because like okay i remember when it dropped and i kept you know i was on twitter and instagram and i just kept seeing people talking about claire's thirsty and i'm like i've never you know i've never like what is going on so a couple weeks back when you know um, Kamal had said we're gonna be, you know, getting you on the show. I'm like, oh, that's dope. And then when we got the beer and it was in there, I'm like, oh
2: shit, this is the beer that
1: everybody. <laughs> and I had it a couple days ago, and it was completely delicious. And I, like I said before we nah, started, thanks. I was going to have it on this show, but I decided not to because I don't want to drink that last can. I don't. Wanna- <laughs>
2: yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go shop and get some more, man. Yeah, no, I, Isn't I just. Good?
1: I want to save it until like it's just like a random Sunday when I you know like yeah oh, fuck, still got that one can left so good job on that joint man that joint is is delicious ah, thanks man um, yeah. I, Mike everybody, everybody who hasn't had it sorry one one point I want to make like everybody
0: who hasn't had it and wants to know kind of the the one sentence tasting notes on it I I continually say I think if you had raspberries dipped in chocolate with a kick yep. of bourbon
1: nice. that's
0: exactly it this is your perfect dessert beer it's
1: amazing. That is perfect because no, no, seriously. Like it it has those chocolate notes, but the, but at the same time, you know, like you just said, it does taste like a raspberry, just like dipped in chocolate. It's, it's super yeah. good. Man. It is amazing, man. That's
2: what's up. Yeah, glad you Claire's like it. thirsty L people. Claire's thirsty L. Um, yeah. So Mike, what's your favorite at the brewery right now? If you're chilling, you're having a, a Haymarket meeting. What are yeah. you do you? Give me some of that. If I'm not yeah. sipping on the, if I'm not sipping on the Chicago
0: Tavern beer or our Speaker's Wagon Pilsner uh, light lager, it's uh, it's it's going to be the the Hazy is Lazy IPA. Uh, mm. Hazy is Lazy is one of my favorite beers that we make. It's our bestseller, but it's also not the name that you think. It's not the beer that you think the name indicates. So it's not Mm -hmm. a New England style IPA. It's not hazy at all. It's more uh, ironically named than descriptor, right? Mm -hmm. So Pete, being uh, being who he is and in this game for so long, he always very
1: very slick. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He actually he joked a bunch when this craze of hazy beers came out. Mm -hmm. He said brewers have been making beer clear, trying to make beer clear for. 2000 years and it took two and a half years for this craze to hit and it's not going anywhere (laughs) two and a half
1: man yeah Yeah.
0: so it was a little funny for us and we we held out as long as we could to to jump into that game and uh this was kind of our 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 response to it uh and it, it ended up being well received and i think half the more than half of the people that grab it off the shelf not having had it before think it's funny Especially when they pour it out and they're like, wait, this isn't hazy at all. Oh, now I get the name. Hazy is lazy. Fire.
2: Ah, uh, <laughs> that's dope. That's
0: dope. That's funny. Yeah, even, even Goose Island actually had a, a reason. It may, probably isn't pointed at us, but uh, they had a, a recent commercial out that said, you know, some brewers out there think that hazy is lazy. Well, we <laughs> don't. <laughs>
2: ah! shots fired <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're
0: all great friends and uh, you know Sam Ross who, who you've had on the show prior who yeah. uh, we've been lucky to work with uh, in the past over the Herald's 83 Honey Ale uh, yeah. he's he's a brewer over at Goose Island too so I, all, all in good fun and that's part right, of the, right. the reason I love being in this industry you know
2: right on right on
1: um I did have, uh, what, well, since, you know, we've covered the beer and whatnot, um, we didn't prep for any hip hop. Uh, it's rare we get to talk to someone from a brewery and just talk straight beer. Right. But if you can give us, if you had to go to one hip hop album, you know, or one hit, or maybe one rapper you like, or whatever the case may be. One artist, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was, so on my drive back from, uh, from Bridgeman today, I was actually, uh, going with, uh, With some outcasts, actually. You're right
1: with uh, us. You're okay now. (laughs) I I I can never turn it
0: off. I I love it. Those guys are amazing, Andre and Big Boy. They they just they're great. They always puts me in a good mood.
2: Right on. Yeah, they yeah. That's very amped up music. Yeah, yeah. That's that's positive vibes. Positive vibes. Um. You know, we talked to some brewers about, we do talk about music, but is there a movie? Is there a movie? Because we talked to a couple of brewers about uh, music and movies as well. So I'm going to ask you the same. Is there a movie? And I'm a film guy. I'm a film guy. So is there a a top movie that you check for? That
0: you've seen recently? Uh, That's tough. I I actually haven't watched. Too many movies as of late. Uh, things been uh, uh, been picking up at the brewery, which is great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll go with one that I can never turn off, and my wife makes fun of me all the time for it. You know, it's, it's usually like when uh, you know, when I'm I'm down sick, which thankfully isn't that often, and I'm just on the couch, and it's you know, or it's that movie that comes on TV, and you just can never turn it off. You have gotta watch goes. the rest of it. Yep. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. It's it, it's probably my top. Three movies of all time. It's just that's a good an awesome one. That's
1: a great, I haven't seen that in a minute, man. Damn, that's, that's I might have to movie, throw man. that on. Yeah, I, I have that category as well, man. Like there are movies I that I don't know what the category is called, but it's like when it comes on and you turn to it, you don't turn away from it. it that's no, like you're captivated. Yeah, it's around. I think I am Legend Every is time. one of those for me. Uh, if I, if I am Legend is on, it's just hard for me to turn. Wow. on. yeah. Um. I don't know man. A lot of stuff. I I recently though, I recently let my boys watch Lost Boys. Kamal knows my- What? Yeah. You let the boys watch Lost Boys? (laughs) I look, I, Kamal knows from college. I I will, it is not the best movie of all time, but it is the best movie. (laughs) of all time. Ever. <laughs> there's nothing ever better than I was on Amazon the other day trying to find some Lost Boy shirts, man. I'm trying to get a key for Sutherland joint, you know. So, there you go. <laughs> Michael, Michael. Yeah, so. Yeah, man. Right on. Right uh, that's on. great.
2: That's what's up, man. Uh Beers, beers and bars.
1: Beer. Mike, we appreciate you for coming on. Um, you know, uh hopefully soon. I'll be making my way down so we can meet in person. But again, we my, yes. my cup is empty, so. But beers and bars, Mike, we appreciate you, man. Hey, thanks Thank so you. much for having me on, guys.
0: Yep. And you're welcome anytime. Anytime right down at the Brew Pub, you let me know.